When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. I was trying to figure that out earlier. <laughs> Straight up. I said, like, what the hell? Yeah. So right. easy to lose track of time, man. Let's get it going. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm here on a Tuesday night with my homie Jacob Guzman. We were introduced here at Native Hostel. He's got an active gallery here at Native that's being displayed. Um, it was over the last seven weeks, right? Yeah, I want to say uh, six or seven weeks. Cool, man. And then we got a week left. And so kind of real goal of this podcast is, one, to introduce you to Jacob, um, tell you his story, and get into you know, what this gallery has meant for him and try to encourage those that are listening to come out and see it while it's still up and uh, continue to, to, you know, involve different industries in Austin. Um, the art community here is so important to uh, our current climate and culture here. And it's, it's always been such a, a real part of what this city has become. And uh, it's people like Jacob and yourselves that are listening to continue to support that and feed that and uh we can all do our part so i'd love to uh kind of this is the first time that we've sat down and so i'm excited man just you know as two human beings just sit and have a conversation we don't yeah. i don't even really know what you're about but i'm excited to find out right and uh let's, let's kick it off man so yeah so uh given a given a uh very brief introduction to myself uh i'm born and raised in austin uh fuck yeah uh you know i've always been kind of like the creative type i had a couple couple issues with like self-confidence and like really believing in myself or like taking it seriously i guess yeah but uh i've been like drawing uh i was doing graffiti at a very young age you know a uh, cool story i like to say is when i was like I want to say in like third or fourth grade, I used to do uh, uh, graffiti on note cards of like my classmates' names. Yeah. And I would sell it to them for like 50 cents, 75 cents, something like that, right? Yeah, we're on the yeah. same hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still still doing it, but it's it's just like crazy, you know, to think like, damn, I was doing that in like second grade, third yeah. grade, <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've always kind of like had that creative aspect, you know, like in my life. I always like, I made... Uh, a lot of comic strips, you know, things like that when I was younger. Um, uh, just brief hiatus, you know, throughout throughout the time, you know, be a couple years where I don't do anything and a 
come back to it. Right. It's always like there lingering in my head. I'm always like, I want to do it, but I don't really, you know, life gets a hold of you, you know, you get distracted with other things. Sure. But uh, uh, I would say around the age of like 14, 13, 14, um, that's when I really started to understand like, or like branch off and kind of like expand my knowledge of like art. Right. And, and not just like visual art, but like different genres of music, you know, uh, just different, the different things that people were doing, you know, and it, even if it wasn't like somebody super big, it could be like, I just like seeing, I, I, or I liked the beginning of seeing like just people making stuff, right? Yeah. Like it could be like somebody who's like, made something in the 80s and still hasn't been discovered right Right. (laughs) but it's just cool to see that like somebody was over there doing that doing their thing right yeah and uh yeah so i uh around that age is when i kind of branched off into uh into like really like dwelling into like uh you know the different types of art yeah different that's awesome man that's such a perfect perfect age for it you know i i was attracted to it the same way and like the first art that caught my eye really was street art and once I developed an eye for that, you know, I found others that had done the same. And, like, I got introduced to um, my friend Dylan Johnson, and, and his dad was, like, going out at night and throwing up stencils <laughs> yeah. and shit. And, like, that was yeah. just Mr. Johnson. Yeah. You know, for me, like, to see that, that just regular people were doing that in a sense, like, at that point I knew it was against the law, which made it even more attractive. Right. Um, but to see that like people were willing to break the law one it's you know it's going to come at a cost really like money wise or you know worse comes to worse like jail time risk, yeah. but like just people doing that risk no matter what to uh, to express themselves was inspiring to me and i really started diving into it like i mentioned like meeting jason etherly and that mural that he did in our bar and the work that he showcased here man it was like it was so dope to see him you know throwing that up all over the place and graffiti did the same thing for me um but also as an outlet you know like i take it like like me i was busy in the back of the classroom drawing on those yeah. uh remember those usps stickers yeah, you get? <laughs> yeah slaps, and like yeah. those you know those are free i go to the post office with yeah. my mom and i just like grab a stack yeah. and i put them in my pocket and i take those to school and i just draw on those yeah. and throw them up and yeah, it usually came back to me somehow, but uh, <laughs> it was such a good outlet. And, you know, I definitely wasn't paying attention to the class, you right, know, like, yeah. but I was exploring my mind and I learned a lot more through that, just kind of like introspection and putting my energy out in the world and express myself. I've learned way more about how to hold myself and carry myself in this world more than I did grade school, Yeah, you know. Sure. So I, it's an interesting transition, you know. And to start to take take it seriously and educate yourself is yeah. a really cool route. Yeah, so. I think uh, I think I think people that are like naturally intelligent, because you know, like the difference between like being educated and intelligence, right? Yeah. Uh, people that are naturally intelligent will always gravitate towards that like side of intelligence, the 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 knowledge of like life and things. Like yeah. That, right. So, like, that's where I think like the creative side of your brain kind of comes into play. Because that is not something that can necessarily be taught or, like, taught to right. school, right? Yeah, and everybody's – I'm curious to hear how you think yours developed. Um, you know, I I heard an interesting study, and I'm not going to recite it verbatim, but basically where 
um, kids that learned how to read at a later age, their brain developed more in a creative and social aspect where they were observing instead of just engaging in a sense. And kids that learn to read sooner actually have more social bar- or social barriers as far as communication. And I guess it comes back to how your brain develops. And something that comes up for me is like, man, we're talking about kids that were reading early at this point. And now we think about in the modern world, how kids are utilizing like tablets and their brains are so much more engaged from an early age past like words on a page. I wondered, I'm wondering if we're already seeing the effects of that socially, you know, will creativity or, you know, people being extremely social kind of fade out as technology advances? I think, I mean, I, I think so. I think as far as that, uh, yeah, because to be honest, technology kind of eliminates the need to like really be face to face with people right for sure like you we're at a point now where like somebody can even like book you for events and or whatever you, whatever it may be whatever you're going the, the path that you're following and this somebody can be doing something for you yeah and you could not even ever meet the person yeah they could just be doing things like behind the screen or they could be like some mis- mysterious boss or something you know what i'm saying well i learned that about <laughs> a lot about galleries you know because yeah. i love going to openings and art galleries especially like your style of that opening night and i assume closing where you're engaging with those that come up and you're yeah. telling them your story and it's such a real way to see you know what an artist about and why they made that piece and I thought that was kind of like the pinnacle of art right like got your stuff in a in a gallery and and you're sharing that with others and you're getting to share that experience with people and what I learned was like man a, a lot of artists put up pieces in galleries and people just like send them a check in the mail and the, the <laughs> gallery just like sells the piece and you know I, I asked one of my friends I was like man like do you enjoy the personal aspect or you know, do you really care if, you know, a piece goes and you don't get to know whose wallet's going to or whatever, which must be super personal. Yeah. He's like, bro, a check's a check. Like, <laughs> you know, I ain't arguing about a check in the yeah. mail. But I, I encourage people to really, you know, start to connect, especially locally, man. Like, if you want art on your walls, don't go to fucking Hobby Lobby. Yeah, you know, sure. don't get some shit that just, like, fits your vibe. Like, really yeah. care about the authenticity and the stories behind art, yes. you know, encouraging people to, you know, take pictures of street art or whatever's going up and tag the artists, like show some love, show some appreciation. Yeah. And, you know, beyond that, like it doesn't just have to convert into you buying and supporting an artist monetarily, but like just showing up at a gallery or, you know, people just telling you that they appreciate your shit. Yeah. That also, you know, keeps us fucking going. For sure, I see. I see appreciation, like friendship, things like that, as a more valuable currency. Right? For sure, I see that yeah, as like support. A, yeah, support in general is that's. I see that as way more val, like way more valuable, and I also see networking is way more valuable. Yeah. Than, than just getting some money, you know. I think I've quoted this in the last like three podcasts, so people have heard it before. But yeah. my buddy uh, Daniel Duran, he always says, "Community is currency." and bro like that that is the truth like if you have good people and if you have supportive people that believe in your dreams and may not even share them but just like consider what you're doing or see the risks that you're taking to truly be yourself man like what matters most is just love you know and 
you know, I have a lot of friends that are almost afraid to like re-engage with me because I know I'm on like high output, you know? And it's like, man, if you haven't reached out to somebody, um, like there's no such thing as like never too late, you know? And I, I do it too with like my family members and shit where like we really just need to show each other more love and, yeah. and support each other on our own individual journeys instead of caring so much or assuming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, as far as like, uh, purchasing art, uh, on, on, in that, in that sense, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's good to support people because as I, I, I guess I'm speaking from a, from a personal, uh, personal stance. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I make my work, it's very expressive. It's it's uh, it's from a place that it's from a place of like pain and and uh, you know uh, anger and you know doubt and you know many things, just uh, various experiences throughout my life. Yeah. And then my perception of like new new thoughts, new my perception of new perceptions, right? Yeah. Or I guess how my mind's eye works, and you know, hearing that is very important. You know, I think. Um, you know, art obviously is subjective to the individual. You get you get what you get out of it, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's important also to hear what the creator's uh, mindset is. You know, get get kind of a background on it. Yeah. And usually, it's not going to be anything at all like what you thought it was. Right. <laughs> you know, but, everybody has their own yeah, perception and sure. interpretation. Yeah. But it's good to, uh, you know, when you when you uh, purchase art. You know, you're kind of like supporting supporting people, especially people that put heart, soul, passion into their yeah. work. Um, you're supporting their growth as a person. You know, you're supporting their uh, their uh, their passion that they're following. Right. You know, because sometimes it's hard, honestly. Like, you know, artists are, artists are critics. You know, you're, you're, you're they're huge critics of themselves. So, to put your work somewhere and have it hanging up and just to even have people stop and question what is happening with this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm curious, like yeah. just that curiosity in itself is like a beautiful thing. And then to have somebody actually will like willing to spend money that they have on it. Yeah. They work for themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's insane. Like I said, so unexplainable really. Definitely, know? man. I, I think there is one word that, really stuck out to me and it was curious and like that curiosity of appreciating just what someone has gone gone through mm -hmm. you know it's like it's one thing to see someone and appreciate their depth right and we may not even have to get down to the nitty-gritty and you unpack your entire life but like when I see someone that's real and it has depth to them I know that they've been through something to get here Right. Right. And what whatever that is with somebody, I try not to, you know, use that as a ranking system of like, oh, I've been through more or they've yes, been through more. Yeah, but really just show up and just be like, man, I see that in your eyes through yeah. your presence, like that it's taken work to get here, man. And sure. <laughs> that's what I always appreciate about artists and like all of us in our different vocations and approaches and processes. Man, we're all like the same kind of like curious souls that are just wanting to find more in ourselves and then like also expand from there which is contributing to the world through art right and man like when I walk out of my studio and I walk into this hallway now we've got different artists featured 
and it's bringing so much life to the space man and like when i saw your art after the first night that it went up and i saw it in daylight i could see how dark that a lot of your art was with those intense like endless blacks that you use man i saw that that was like there was so much emotion in such a abstract and kind of street style that i was like oh i gotta sit down with that dude at some point because <laughs> i remember walking through on the opening night and you were just like doing your thing man you're right. like you know telling your story you're pouring your heart out like verbally and it's on the walls it's, it was obvious and i was like i don't i don't want to have this conversation <laughs> like with music playing yeah, and, yeah. you know in that which is sick like I, I was i was celebrating you as i walked by and but i just knew that there was like there's more to this story and i'm so excited to be here and diving in yeah and that's that's kind of where i want to like redirect everything is back like you know to where this began like where did you really start to develop your inspiration and how did you develop your style because i'm sure there's been a lot that has happened in between you know drawing on you know people's names in classrooms and then to all these various styles that you obviously got from inspirations you know like hip-hop era you know, there's a lot of different things in our lives, and we live in a good city. Yeah. There's just a lot of inspiration. For so sure. I want to kind of hear that that story of inspiration. Well, uh, yeah, I'd say, like, around that time when I when I uh, first started dwelling into it, uh, so there was a – I actually did a piece on this. Uh, I sold it on uh, – I used to sell my work on Congress. Yeah. Just, like, pop, pop my trunk. pop-ups. Yeah. I love and that. Just, just sell it on the street. Um, but – I was on Congress, sold the piece, uh, and this piece was called uh, Arbitrary Introduction. And basically, uh, it was kind of a, a, a general idea of, of how I really, or I guess, explanation of the, the story of my, of when I first started dwelling into it. Um, so basically, at that time, I had uh, broken into a car at this, at the, at that age, around 13, 14. Yep. Uh, I stole an MP3 player out of the car. Uh, it had a song on it that had MF Doom, uh, and it was by Gorillaz, and it was called November Has Come. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I listened to that, and I heard MF Doom, and I heard Gorillaz, and this was like my one of my first times hearing some sort of like alternative, different style of hip-hop. Yeah. To where I was like, this shit is not like regular hip hop. This is like their own thing, especially yeah. Doom. Doom has like had like his own wild style going on, right? For sure. And uh, so from there, boom, I started like branching. I'm like, where's Doom from? I found like KMD, his early group. You know, from there, I started just dwelling into like all kinds of like different sub genres of hip hop and you know jazz. Their samples for their beats and things like that, and uh, kind of the art side of it wasn't really there yet mm -hmm. you know i was still like doodling and like microsoft paint i didn't have i didn't really have like a computer or anything yeah uh, so if any chance that i had i would just microsoft paint you know draw something yeah. or like you know doodling class you know all my papers all my homework and stuff like that all had doodles on it yeah my suspension notes from school all had doodles <laughs> on it. like it was just like it was a, a, a it was a, a real obsession i guess yeah but uh uh yeah, I got big into music for a while. You know, cool. I got big into like uh, branching off into like different styles of music, and I got really obsessed with like album covers, mm -hmm. right? 
So especially like jazz album covers and like bossa nova album covers and like these weird like Brazilian or like South American dance music things like that like that those their their album covers were like I don't like it was it was nothing like super crazy like realistic or anything like that but it was like it had energy right yeah it had like movement in it just Definitely. like the, just like the music had movement and that started catching my eye and I'm looking at these album covers like I want to make something like that right I want to do something like that so I want to do at, something movement at, at this point did you have any aspirations to be a musician I had I wanted to be a DJ yeah yeah I wanted to be and I still kind of do want to be a DJ right for sure um but Just make it happen yeah for sure <laughs> honestly I got a pretty vast uh, music selection in my brain and a little bit on my computer yeah <laughs> but, yeah man that's I mean that's such a cool way to to dive into it man I, I think were you attracted to culture as a whole or just these artistic aspects or what what was it that made you curious about you know one you could hear the music and then you said you you heard the music in the art on these album covers like that is a complete expression and I don't think we need much more because there is emotion there is a representation of someone's inspiration through all of that right. and so to hear that you were drawn towards that makes me just incredibly interested about you know how that started to, to take shape in your own form whether it sounds like alternative is meeting just real curiosity for history and culture yeah uh uh so yeah i guess i would say uh i kind of started just like being inspired by album art and yeah. i was like well i just kind of want to make something now cool. i always knew that i was artistic and I, I like to draw but i was like i've never really branched off and really done what i want to do i've right. always done something that's like an attempt at something else mocking right? something yes yeah like i'm always like trying to either be make realistic figures or like trying to do you know a comic strip you know graffiti and st- things sure. like that and graffiti could still be your own style but like there's still like a mimic yeah you know, like bubble letters are all going to look similar right yeah, yeah in that sense but uh I never really, did, never really tried to do anything on my own, like my own way. So, I'd say when I was like 17, I was like, "Well, let me try." I had like some shitty art kit from when I was like eight years old, right? <laughs> and so I just got like some pastels out of there and just like started doing drawings on paper. And I would just like do them and and then crumble them up because I hated them. And I would do another one, I crumble it up because I hated it. I do another one, I crumble it up because I hated it. And then, uh, you know, my mom got to tell me she's like stop stop crumbling the shit up like you know like you need to be you need like it looks good you need to you need to start keeping it right and i'm thinking to myself whatever i'm i'm still gonna throw it away <laughs> and then uh but were you getting closer yeah you i was i was it. i was yeah i was like every time that i would make something i'm like like this this is like we're getting there. similar yeah it's yeah. similar it's getting it's getting more and more similar to like something that you that you think looks good mm. you know and it's not influenced by anything else right yeah. it's just what you think looks good and uh yeah uh i did that for probably like i see like a year um then went on another hiatus you know didn't really create anything um and then recently about i moved back home i want to say like two years ago a little over two years i want to say now um yeah i uh had a had a lot of uh time spent by myself you know a lot of time to get introspective a lot of time to you know figure out who i was you know and and also a lot of reflection on like who i was mm-hmm. you know like who i used to be right and 
uh, with that, I decided, you know, I've always wanted to work big. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been inspired by artists that make huge pieces, yeah. right? And never worked big and never really painted. Yeah. I've only ever done like drawings and pastel. Right. And I've always been inspired by huge pieces and painters. So I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're what, 24 years old. You have money. You have time. You know, COVID had just hit. I didn't have a job. I'm like, try this shit out. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, just try it. Why not? So uh, went to went to Walmart. Started off with, like, doing, like, little canvases, just doing, like, faces and things. Uh, just still, like, testing my style. Just very, very uh, aggressive, very messy, messy work, right? Like, it was it was me, like, rushing to... to Figure this out. Figure this out. Right. Like, you know where are you going? Where's, where's your where's your direction? Where's your direction? And I like to see the progression. See it's turned up your output. Yeah, pretty much. I was doing like three paintings a day. Sick. It was the same. I was just constant, constantly going. Um, and this was during COVID. Yeah, this was like right when COVID first hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I branched off to like learning about different mediums and like or not different mediums but different tools. I've I've kind of always worked with acrylic. But like different ways to to layer paint or different yeah. ways to 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 I guess move the paint around. So I picked up a palette knife, and I would just honestly sit outside in the summertime and be in the sun all day from when the sun rose to the sun went down, and I'll be out there just with just doing my thing, man. Fuck yeah! And it just you always I, paint outside? Nah, not anymore. Yeah. But over there, yeah, it was yeah. definitely outside every day and it's crazy there's like this thing with like the oxidation of the, the paint if it dries so fast like it actually makes it a different color hmm. so the fact that the sun because it was like 105 degrees outside yeah and the fact that the sun was hitting it like it's like you layer you lay the paint down turn around by the time you turn back around it's already dry wow it's like a marker it's insane but uh apparently since the sun dries it so fast it creates a certain color that can't be recreated if it's yeah. dried on like inside wow which is crazy so a yeah. lot of a lot of my work has like colors that are directly won't be able to yeah won't be able that. to recreate unless you're painting the sun one one yeah honestly That's cool, really man. yeah but um just start you know uh working with the palette knife uh i'm kind of like i don't want to say i have like a defined style i mean i have my style obviously but as far as like categorization yeah. of art i don't really have like a definitive Distinct like style yeah yeah I, the closest thing i could i could do to it or i could uh, label it uh as is expressionism but yeah. i feel like that's it's just expression that's it it's not an expressionist style you know what i'm saying do, do you still feel it evolving yeah are you sure. still getting closer yeah. or is this like a rep- <laughs> complete representation of I what you're like, going for i feel like i'm on a treadmill yeah and, it's, and my style is right here yeah like right in front of me and i'm never gonna really touch it but but my style yeah, but is boy, we're getting the progression. In shape. Yeah. <laughs> the style is the progression constantly, the constant growth of like yeah. changing and changing and changing. Cause that's like, I don't think it's important to see it. Cause you could, if you look at my work from like, uh, when I first started painting to now, it's very different. Yeah. Like in a sense of like, you would think it's two different artists. Right. Right. And that's like, I like that. That's so cool, man. I like that. You know? Yeah. And now we're here yeah. in a fucking gallery <laughs> yeah, I know. doing a goddamn not. podcast on yeah. it. Man, I, everything about that, it, I mean, it hits me hard, man, because, like, I think this is going to resonate with so many people. And, you know, for the simple fact that we're in such a unique 
period in time where they're the majority is coming out of a time of introspection and people are contributing to the world and i think that it'll it'll change our world for the better because we took that pause and here especially in this city we're seeing the results of that and everybody's out everybody's doing dj sets everybody's getting back into music everybody's expressing themselves through art everybody's wanting to engage socially and you know taking that back even farther man like just for you to go in you know coming out of school where art went from something that you did to just kind of like you know occupy your mind to you know being inspired by all of these different cultures and moving forward you know to turn that into now what is you know your profession is incredible and I have so much appreciation for that and I think a lot of artists appreciate other artists because they know that a lot of us are battling those same things as far as hyper, you know, hypercritical minds that have high expectations of the ways that we're supposed to express ourselves and the things that we create. And it's never really good enough. <laughs> and I think that's why I love artists, man, because all of us have, you know, such a, a different approach or, you know, way of pursuing creativity. Um, but just to know that, you know, we have enough in order to contribute and take that from something where, you know, we develop that craft on our own, in our own spaces where you never show it to anybody and you throw it away and, you know, someone, thankfully someone picks it up and tells you it's good. Right. (laughs) But you know, there's still people out there that don't have that and they may be extremely creative. They may be artistic and, you know, in my profession, they may want to do a podcast but they're sitting in their basement and they're recording podcasts in their own time and they're never releasing it because they want a perfect product. Yeah. So we all have that in a sense, at least good artists because we expect more and that's how you develop your craft. You'll see that in musicians and everyone. And, you know, to take that fucking risk, take that chance and say, you know what, I'm not going to keep this to myself. Yeah. I'm going to share this. Exactly. That. I think that's, I think that's what, uh, that's the key to it, honestly, you know, because we're all aware that we're all very self-conscious of it, right? Mm-hmm. Of because you're putting a piece of yourself into the it's a it's a extreme level level of vulnerability, right? Yeah. That a lot of people aren't comfortable with. Yeah. But if you do it, but in the sense of like, okay, I'm putting it into the world, not for uh, other people to accept me, right? But I'm putting it into the world because I think the world deserves it for sure. And I believe that what I'm making is worthy of being seen and that translates like that shit is real yeah because you know it's not always gonna translate like not everybody is real as that you know and like for you to still you know contribute and share and for that to be seen or not seen like just the the benefits of contributing and it possibly being seen yeah are so much greater than just like you know just being good at something yeah. or having curiosity again and not exploring it yes yeah, so it can it, it, i think uh rules and standards will tear you down right i never <laughs> liked them bro yeah it'll tear you down it'll make you be like this is not worthy of it you know that's why I, i'm at the point where i'm like know the rules right know the rules but know that like 
they're just rules. Yeah. And you can, you don't have to. Rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, the rules are meant to be broken, and then and you don't have to follow them. You can yeah. really do what you want to do, you know. And as long as you think that it looks good, that's really all that matters, right? I mean, yeah. as far as creating or put, outputting something from yourself. I found this quote, and I've shared it everywhere during while we're promoting our events now, where uh, it's Ezra Fitch from Abercrombie and Fitch, and they said the best way to behave is not to. <laughs> and I fucking love yeah. that quote, man. It was just like I I grew up the same way, man. Like, I thankfully I had parents that raised me in an environment where you know I was able to become my own man and think right. for myself. Because guess what? They let me learn the hard way. Yeah. You know, they gave me just enough rope to hang myself, and yeah. and uh, <laughs> I did. You know, time and time again, and I still do. Uh, that's my instincts. Yeah. Um, but for me, there was so much more growth and like fucking up and learning the hard way because I would remember it rather than either just getting away with something or protecting myself. And yeah. I, I've never been good at that either. You know, in a in a, a risk taking chance. I think. So. Uh, failures are failures like the best thing that you could do or like fucking Amen. up in general is like the best thing for you honestly yeah. it's hard for me not to now yeah <laughs> honestly once you learn to appreciate that and be yeah. like you're willing to take more risks and to be honest like the failures are what makes you elevate really yeah it's what makes up, you get grow. bigger yeah. yeah you're like if if your only focus is to constantly or to never fail and constantly succeed you're you're gonna be stagnant you know, you know, I, I joined the Navy early. I joined the Navy when I was 19 right. and went straight to uh, Navy SEAL training out of high school. I was like a plumber for a year and then joined the Navy to do that. And I saw grade A examples of that in training, man, where, you know, day one boot camp, I showed up and I was just this 19 year old kid that one year out of high school, you know, maybe 180 pounds and just like just shaved my head in boot camp and I was just like man I should have gone to fucking college <laughs> <laughs> and then looking around you know I, I saw all these other dudes like like me but also so much greater you know like I'm looking for the dudes that like might be my friends and I'm looking around and there's guys that just got out of the NFL. There's guys that, you know, are working on Wall Street and they're 35 years old and, you know, they're making six-figure jobs and Olympic swimmers. And you're like, at 19, I was looking around, I was like, God damn. You know, some of these guys are like 6'6", <laughs> six, six, like 250, like right. just wrestled at Indiana. Yeah. You know, I'm looking around, I'm like, man, like, who the fuck am I? You know, yeah. how did I get here? And there's like this almost like wave of doubt just because I was being exposed to the the real world. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, man, like I found my friends and we worked our way through training and, you know, going into buds in San Diego, like those dudes that were Olympians and, you know, were successful in their careers and in their jobs, like a lot of them fell apart when they started fucking failing. Yeah. And it was because they were, their like psychology was around winning. Yeah. And they were probably the, always the best on their team. Mm -hmm. And us B teamers in the back, dude, we didn't drop out yeah, for very long, you, you know? It, right? And like all these guys that were good at what they did were just yeah. like dropping out. And then it was like, I, I dropped out of training as well. But like at that point, my friends around me, I was pretty far along, but my friends around me at that point, 
were all just like the troublemakers and the dudes that were used to failing, the B teamers mm. and you know, the dudes that were just like so hungry to fucking just like be something yeah. because they never had been, you yes. know, the ones that couldn't stay awake in class. Yeah. Like those were us. <laughs> and uh and that was a blast, man. And I've I've kept that same mindset, you know, through that failure. Um, just that like when I thought I was at my worst, when I thought I was at rock bottom, it wasn't shit. Yeah. And I'll get back <clears throat> up and try again. And I've learned so much more through that. Like I said, now it's hard for me not to, you know, yeah. my, like I want to fucking fail because I know I'll grow that much more. Yeah. And now like you start to have some wins and you start to like realize there's another approach. It's not always drive. It's not always out on output. Now you have to, to show yourself some love because you've earned it you know, yeah. through all that hard work. And I see that in you. Right on, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think mental, uh, I guess, self-control and being aware of mental stress, you know. Yeah. Whenever there's, or I guess, feeling that, knowing what it is, and then deciding, well, what is that? Yeah, That's that. not shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what not I, me. Yeah, what do I care about that? Yeah. It's just, it's just that and that's all it is right it's just stimulation at yeah. that point it's, it's it's nothing really controlling yeah you know uh you have full control over yourself at, at all times right as far as like but i don't know i think that that mental stress kind of shows you your true mm-hmm. self also mm-hmm. right uh under extreme extreme mental stress you know you you're you're very vulnerable and that's when lessons kind of like hit you the, the most yeah right that's when like you're like all ears. You're finally all listening. Eyes. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like, finally listening. You're finally like, I, I got to find a way to make this less stressful, right? Straight up, dude. Yeah, so you're like taking in all as much information as you can. And that's like a, a I guess, a, a perfect time, or I guess a, the, the, the perfect learning experience, really. Yeah, when you're open. Yeah. And failures are, because, uh, you know, failures are, are, are very, or they can be if you, if you're, you know, if you, pay attention too much to it it can be embarrassing and it can cause a lot of you know mental stress yeah and that's where i think it kind of turns into like lessons being learned from that because when you fail you're so like embarrassed or whatever you You know know, yeah you know what i immediately think of is like there is a sense of vulnerability like when you feel like you're in trouble or you've failed and people will start to tell you about you or like what you should do right and then you start to question yourself. And that's a, that's a complete representation of that vulnerability through expression. Like the one, the way that and people are like interjecting, like you need to fix this shit or whatever. It's just enough to like start to question yourself. And maybe we can do that without one, actually getting in trouble or two, actually failing is like <laughs> just always be in a state of one, complete optimism right everything's gonna fucking work out right but also question yourself enough to where you don't keep yourself in check you don't yeah you don't hurt any forward momentum that you got but just enough to like maybe there is secondary and tertiary you know like maybe there is another plan um i think that's how we make that dance like that back and forth find that balance is like both of those have to be you know prominent in your life you know i i hear a story of you know where your inspiration came from and now how you found your your craft and are still pursuing it um 
I'm also just curious about, you know, what's from this point forward and, you know, like where you ultimately see your art going, but also just who you want to be generally as a human being and, oh, and <laughs> dialing it in in this world, right? Yeah. Uh, as far as a, as far as a person, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to get as much knowledge of, of this life as I can, you know, yeah. while I'm here. Um, you know, wherever I get taken is wherever I get taken, you know, uh, being honest, I didn't, I didn't know how long, like I, I had, I had a mindset before, uh, where I didn't know how long I would really be alive for. Cause it was yeah. like a constant risk taking, you know, it was a, it was like a, a wake up, <laughs> wake up and immediately on it on like, I don't, I don't care. You know, I'm, a, I'm taking risks and I'm going to, I'm going to figure, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and I don't care about anything. Right. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a definite, it's a definite, uh, learning mindset you know yeah it, it it's where you kind of figure you, you figure out yourself you know you figure out what the hell is going on um but also being aware of that is, is good because there's a lot of people like there was a point where I was unaware of that mm -hmm. where I was like everybody thinks like this and then I go into the world and like nobody thinks like this <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 a being aware of it is, is 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 good and that's where you can kind of like start to change it but um as far as that you know being a person i just want to experience you know i yeah. just want to experience this as much yeah. as i can how do you do that I'm now here. is it is it through uh people is it through experiences like set and setting is it you know places as far as like traveling like what do you really want to see oh man it's, right now it's it's uh spontaneous yeah i think this, i think spontaneity is like the most exciting thing for me no doubt like getting up and just being alive. like boom yeah, yeah just be like it. let's do it right yeah. now i don't care like yeah like that's uh going back on my story you know uh i made an overnight decision and drove to la um and i was in el paso with nowhere to live in la yeah and i was like 20 years old yeah <laughs> and i was in el paso nowhere to live you know i was on craigslist like trying to find a place to stay um uh i was like fuck i'm gonna have to sleep in the car you know like whatever but i was like whatever overnight decision like i like i'm gonna make this happen i'm gonna I'm do i'm gonna i'm going to you know adapt to this situation right yeah um you want to test yourself yeah uh went out there and like somehow it worked out you know of course as it should as it should have <laughs> right? yeah that shit's i mean yeah. that's that's uh the ultimate gift is yeah. like when you do take that chance and you reap the benefits and you realize that like you have plenty of time to doubt yourself you have plenty to plenty of time to second guess yourself and you know there's there's a lot of people and we all do it ourselves where we play this game of what ifs you mm -hmm. know and you start thinking what if this happens what if this happens what if this happens and this can come between people this can you know keep you from achieving your dreams everything is in that you know ability to shut that internal voice off and just say fuck it like, yeah. I'm gonna go fuck around and find out yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know and like <laughs> if I'm wrong I, you know if I fail I'm gonna grow yeah if I win I'm gonna grow yeah exactly you know? that, and yeah. like so what's the bad option you yeah. know tell me like are we really here to exp you know explore that side of ourselves and take those chances and see how much we fucking see because yeah. you'll see a lot more than where you coop yourself at and you feel safe and protect your egos and 
and not take any chances because mm-hmm. I got to hammer my ego down daily, dog. Yeah, I know. I feel <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think doing that, doing that, uh, you know, spontaneously doing things is honestly like the it, – it, it builds character in yourself, but it makes you – you're forced into situations that you've never been in before, right? Yeah. And that's like – I guess that's also what I like. So I do, I, I like experiences. I like experiences with other people, mm-hmm. right? But when I meet new people or, or like uh, uh, people that I've never, you know, hung out bef- with before or anything like that, I want to go somewhere that we've both never been, mm. right? I want to create not just a new, you know, uh, relationship, friendship, whatever it may be, but I also want us to both be in a new environment. Yeah. To be completely for Everything around us is completely foreign, right? I love that. Because it's like, there's nothing to grasp onto that you're familiar with, right? Mm. So it's like all everything is new. Everything is like blank slate, you know. And yeah. you're both just like, or whatever it may be, you know. You just you're 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 you're, you're you you are your natural self, pure. Yeah, you're your genuine self in that sense. Because there's nothing like no familiarity or anything like that at nothing all around you. Nothing to attach yourself yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love that because it's like you really find out like who you are and you know who other people are and kind of once you once you I don't, I'm very observant you know so when I find out like when I find out that there's a lot of people that aren't really who they say they are mm. you know that's that's a uh, that's also another thing because you know there's, there's a whole like mask and facade that that goes on yeah especially in this country definitely you know where people want to they portray an image of something you know that they aren't really um and that can cause like comparison with yourself right sure and then cause self-doubt boom 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 you know that leads a whole cycle in itself but uh i guess once you have enough of those experiences and once you start to see the facades and the the masks that people wear you know you're kind of able to realize a lot, mother, a lot of these motherfuckers are <laughs> bullshitting out here, you know. And it's like, hold up, maybe, maybe it's not really what I thought it was. Yeah, you know. Start to question. Yeah, yeah. Really I think that's question. that's what moving did for me. Yeah. You know, I've talked to a lot of people that have done the same. You know, just like taken off and seen new places. Yeah. Moved to cities where they didn't know anybody, and I, I respect that, man, because like, it's it's all that. It's an opportunity to reinvent yourself and an opportunity to question the perspectives that you were like kind of coincidentally like born into mm-hmm. you know and like there's no real merit to any of that until you step out in the wor- world and start to question who you are and you know there's there's people in this life that will either continue to question who they are and explore that as painful it is as it is or as how rewarding as it is as it is and then there will people there will be people that act like they know. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna stumble their growth because yeah. they already know and they're sure of themselves and they usually get along with each other. Um, but the rest of us Definitely. that are out here fiending for, for more expansion mm-hmm. and pain and growth, those are the people that are gonna get to the end of their lives and really, you know, be able to look each other in the eye and be proud of, you know, the way they, they lived, become, whether yeah. they they won or lost or you know, succeeded or failed. Um, that's what gives us that depth is that risk taking. Yeah, I think uh that there was a a solid period when I was doing like a lot of meditating. 
you know, I didn't know what meditation was until I started meditating. Exactly. And I'm like, damn, I'm meditating. I'm really in a meditative yeah. state right now. And now you I'm realize like, that you still like, don't know. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, there's so much more to this yeah. than than just like this, what I thought it was. You know, and there was a time where I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just completely unaware of it, of what life really yeah, is. Yeah, the know, unknown. You get, you get so caught up in in, meta. in the what you're born into and what you're taught that you don't you you take no time to really take a step back and look at the grand scheme, right? Yeah. And once you once you're able to take a step back, you're like, damn. Yeah, you begin to this is crazy. <laughs> you know observe how much stimulation we're under. Yeah. How much we're impressed by. Um, when you start focusing on, you know, what you're taking in all the time and creating that baseline, you know, that's that's what meditation is, is, you know, finding that, that state of, you know, meta-observance of self and your space in this world and how energy is transferred. And for all of us, we all have different ways of pursuing that to think that meditation is only done sitting and you know, in an upright posture, right. you know, with your eyes closed is bullshit. Yeah. You know, a lot of us that, you know, have explored this side of life know that there's many ways of doing it. I find it just as peacefully, you know, sitting here and flowing through a conversation with you as I do, you know, on a run or, you yeah. know, riding my bike after I smoked a blunt. Like, right, yeah. you know, like we all find that flow. We all find that that peace and serenity through just coming back to self and truly observing and listening. And if the more often that we can shut the fuck up and be there, yeah. the better people will be. And um, the the more we output, the more we'll be received, the more we'll be seen because you're closer to home, you know? Yeah, I try to, I try to uh, use my art as like a form of meditation. You know? Definitely. Like, yeah, and that's, I get in that's seen and appreciated. State. Yeah, that's felt for sure. Yeah, I've, I've had people that are like, "Do you meditate whenever you do this?" I'm like, "Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure." Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like when I make when I make work, it's like I get in like a trance. You know, it's like I'm not really. I don't second guess. You know, I'm just like, get it out. You know, do it and kind of like whatever your uh, your intuitive thoughts or whatever it may be that I'm having. Mm -hmm. You know. It's like, just get it out of you. Oh, good. You know, just put it That's down. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I thought it was that edible kicking in. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, just like get it out of you, you know. And uh, 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 it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good feeling, you know. It honestly takes a, a, a pressure off of you, right? It makes you feel like, uh, damn, I don't have to think about this so much anymore. <laughs> like, I got Amen. it down. I got it out of me, and it, and it is what it is, right? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I think however we can reach that place where we're, you know, happy with where we're at currently and want to explore more and that's just enough. Like that curiosity, um, that brings assurance, that brings confidence. And it's apparent that, you know, all of those pursuits that you had led to that, yeah. you know, because we began this conversation early on where, you know, you said that you were insecure about the way you contributed in the world and, you know, and then began thinking about the impact that you would make. And, you know, to explore that creatively is the ultimate gift. And, and that's being shared now, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to know you and to have sat here and, and heard your story, man. I think that's the best thing that we can do for each other. 
and um, sure. you know, I hope this goes out. We'll put it out ASAP. Be out tomorrow. Hell yeah. Um, where you know, if this is you know falling upon your ears, there's a reason. There's no such thing as coincidence. Yes. And you know, I hope you come out here and support the gallery. Um, closing will be next, next week. What what date is that? The twentieth of October. Twentieth. Twentieth of yeah. October. And uh, come out to Native Hostel and come see the gallery. There will be a party, and uh, be it'll be a, be a be a damn good time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll be here, and I'll be I'll be here to talk and 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 get more personal with whoever wants to hear the, the nitty gritty. For sure. Right. Yeah, brother. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming sure, on. Man. And uh, if you want to share your social with everybody, we'll put it on the show notes as well. But go support this dude and uh, come out and see the gallery. And we'll see you all soon. Yeah. But, uh, I have a uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, uh, Marsbox, which is M A R S, like the planet B O X X, like box with two X's. And it's all one word. So you can follow me on there. Um, and pretty much any other social that I have would be the same handle. So, but I really sure. only use Instagram. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, same. laughs> big love, man. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on, and sure. uh, hope to continue this friendship and yeah. see your success. But Hell yeah. big love, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's up, guys? I hope you enjoyed the episode. I wanted to let you know that this episode was brought to you by Absolutely Nobody. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast.